Hello listeners and loyal followers of the Green Green Grassroots of Football podcast. And now, part two of Mentoring. Funnily enough, you mentioned that you give it 24, 48 hours, which leads on to this next point I've got written down here, that the mentor should not judge. And that 48 hours, if you've seen something, allows you to be a bit more dispassionate and allows you to see it in the cold light of day and go, rather than, because you see so many things, and we'll we'll, we'll look at the, the Premiership, and I love Liverpool. But Jurgen Klopp's reactions—he's—he's—he's he's, he's very animated. Whereas, yeah. whereas 24, 48 hours later, calmer. And that's how I think if you're as a mentor, you have to have that. You can't yeah. go in. You can't. We can't walk into some of the pavilion after a game no. and go up to a, uh, to a coach that we're mentoring and go, "You did this, and you—you should." You have to think. Okay, take a step back, calm down, and let's let's talk to them at training. Yeah. The following week, even, and say, "Okay, let's talk about what happened last week." Here's my suggestion. This went well. This perhaps could have been done this way, but you can't judge them in any way. That and that's part no, of the mentor and, relationship, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you can, and it's and it is. It's said, you know, again with foot, football and stuff. You know, you take away from the work the workplace thing, which you try to teach them for, for the majority of them is Monday to Friday. The football is that one hour and that one hour, and if it goes wrong or stuff, it can seem. It's devastating at times, you know, and because uh, people put a lot of effort into it, you know. Like I said, you love Liverpool. I, I mean, I'm a big Liverpool fan, um, but to be fair, on a Sunday, the most important. If say Liverpool were playing and Fry's girls under tens and Fry's under eights and sixteen, I'll be playing. here. And but the most yeah. important results for me for my happiness is the. How Fry's gone yeah. and Liverpool would be the third choice. Yeah, absolutely. So we no, have I'm with you on that. To, and it, the the passion and stuff, you know, and what you have for them, because you do want them to succeed. You, you know, you can't argue or think that when you get a win or a, a, a hard-fought draw against a team you, you usually lose again, does mean a lot. And if you, you know, you lose games, it, it is. Tough well, it's, it's, it's funny you should say that because the next point to discuss is that the mentor needs to be passionate. Yeah, and I think they do. <laughs> and, you know, and, and but that's exactly, I've, I've always said that my my boys and now my girls teams, if 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 even if England are in cup finals, and my team are playing, I'll be at my team. Yeah. You know, and if I'm supporting uh, as a mentor, whether it's to the boys or the girls, or supporting the manager there, if it's my team. I'll be there to offer that support and guidance and I'll go back and find out how England got down later because that team, team is, is the, more important yeah. and I'm more passionate about that. And that also goes to, if I'm, like I said, if I'm mentoring either the players or the coaches and managers within that, I'm there for them. Yeah. That's the first responsibility I have, you know. So, and, I mean, and you I have mean, to be. I, I think, think to be a man, I think to be a mentor though, you have to because the, the extra time you're giving up. And you have to give... I think, in fact, I know. <laughs> so since the boys started playing under sevens, and we're now to under sixteens, there's only been one game where both have not played. 
mm. that. And that was the only reason that was was because they were rotated. It was their weekend of being rotated out when they're under 12s, under 13s. Oh, we had like those. Yeah. Oh, there was a nine aside. We had like that 16. Is, oh, we had yeah. nine aside. And we had 16 players, and, we and I realized we remember had that too it many. was February the fourth or something like that. And it was cold, so I was glad that they, you know, that they missed it. But. We've always had at least one there. Mm. I mean, you know, there was, and 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 it's installing the same with Brad and Corey that passion, and that thing to be part of a team, to be part of a thing. Again, you can look at Bradley last year at Porter's Ed, mm. when he was always on the sidelines in crutches, mm. and we went down to nine players, and he came on for ten minutes. He, did, yeah. he, he couldn't run about or do much. Oh, absolutely! He still made the effort yeah. to come on and. For those listeners who are just to listen to the way, he was one of three who did something like that for the team and all three were rewarded at the end of season for that. Which I thought which I think yeah. is the right thing to do yeah. as well. You you as a whether it's mentoring adults or mentoring the children, you also have to reward that enthusiasm and that commitment as well, I think, in some way. And we um, made sure that for all three we did. And now I think generally for that and the end of season it's taken a long time. And even this weekend, you know, for one thing, we, we were down to 11 or 12. Well, 11 at start. Yeah, and, and then one, you know, one, was late, but, one was later waving on his scooter. But he got there. <laughs> oh, is he that, did. It's that you are now installing that teamwork, that ethic of being part, you know, you're letting people, you know, potentially let, and that's when they go into a job. If you're working for a family firm and there's four or five of you, well, if you decide... Can't bother to go in today because I don't know FIFA's out or whatever, and you've not booked it. You know you have to generally turn up and try and give your best. You don't have to get on with everybody that you play with, work with, in life, but you do have to respect them. Hmm. And I think a big role of what we try to do at Fry's, and I think a lot of grassroots, is the respect for the rep. You know, and unfortunately we can go on with respect to referees and stuff like a different thing. But you've got to teach them. And I think something which we do at Fry's well, it's very, very rare you hear that we haven't, as a team or a club, shown respect to the opposition or um, thing. And again, what we're teaching the kids and stuff is, you know, we do the chips here. Every, we're us and Red Falcons here. I don't know of any other club within Bristol that offers that to every no, team. No, no, no. Um, after games in youth football. No, certainly not youth football. I know some adults teams at a certain level do, but that's actually, I think, sort of part of the league, it, league yeah. must sort of thing. You, you have to as part of the league rules. Whereas we, we put it on as a welcome to our club. And it's, again, I'm hoping it's teaching the, the kids. It's, yeah. it's, it's a learning thing. Well, Teach the boys and girls. This is about welcoming respect, yeah. respect and welcoming yeah. others to your community. No matter you win. This the, is your home. You yeah. welcome others into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big part of why we do that. Mm. And so, again, that's me- mentoring of the, the children and, again, of the of being a community club. And you have to be passionate to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, go back to communication then. How often should the communication occur between the mentor and the mentee? Now, I'll, I'll actually suggest mm. as often as required. Yeah, I think, yeah. I I mean, there is the potential that... So it may may end up being, say it was you and I, and it was when you're starting your coaching journey, and at the beginning of your coaching journey, 
more often than than now because you're much more experienced and yeah. you wouldn't come to me now you'd very rarely do you, we talk about a coaching matter that you would ask me about something because you're so much more experienced yeah and you're finding your own things as well and you've got a few other people you can now talk, turn to as mentors if you need experience. to I, yeah. whereas back then we would have talked more often for that so i think probably yeah i think as often as is required? As often as required is, is um, like I said, I mean, at the moment, the girls, I mean, I've been lucky. I said, you've, you're taking on the eights. The gentleman who's taking on the nine, under nine girls at the moment is an FA qualified person. So he didn't, very experienced. He, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't need much, if any, to be honest. In fact, he'd probably be a very good mentor to both of oh, us. Oh, he'd be a fantastic person to be, and potentially somebody because of his experience yeah. yeah another one get on the podcast um, under 11s those were the three that I did mentor like, like I said earlier with communication it was the first six to eight months it was hourly it, mm. it felt like minutes but I say hour. and now it's once a month mm. once a it's hardly because they know what they're doing yeah um, there's three of them they're experiencing their own and again, to, I suppose the role of a mentor for when you're doing the is getting the right person. Hmm. You've got to get people, and going back to the person who I couldn't, it, it, it didn't work. I didn't put them into that team. Hmm. That that was done by somebody else who, yeah. and I had to work with them. Yes. <coughs> Bought in by the previous manager. Yeah. Yeah. So you do have to get in people. You, you don't have to. Oh, as I said, it's not agreeing, and but have the same philosophy, the same outlook. If say somebody came in, I don't know. If say, well, yeah, say Jurgen Klopp came in, and obviously his mentality and his thing is win, 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 win. Even if he had no experience at football or whatever, if that somebody of that you know that mentality might. It, it wouldn't work as a man because mm. what we're trying to do, if you're out to win at all costs, then the the, the, the dynamics wouldn't work no. with what we're trying to, what I'm trying to do, how I look at things. Um, so you do have to have that, certainly with the adults, children, it's, you know, it's everybody, but with... Well, so that's you, an interesting you, you have point to get then. on with them. That's an interesting point then. The mentee has to have a certain... Um, mindset <coughs> because if they come here with the mindset that we are here to win every single thing we're here to, and you're of the mindset we're here to provide football to the community we're here to be a community club is it going to work? Probably not Probably not so yeah So and, and, and our club is very much the community based club just as Red Falcon is and just as I think Keynesham over the road yeah. is whereas we know clubs just down the road not in Keynesham there are a few of them who are very much win. And, I, and I'm not disparaging those clubs. They tend to be ones based around youth, youth teams, based around supporting adults who are in higher level, yeah. local steps, step three. Yeah. Well, step, not step three, but step four, step five of adult leagues. And so the youth teams are very much geared towards getting good quality players into those. Yeah. So that's why they are win at all, not win at all cost, but it's geared toward winning, winning, winning. Yeah. So, so that's it. So as, so as mentors, we are looking 
we are guiding adults who are th- our way of that way of thinking. If you come in here with a we're the win, 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 this is not the club. No. So we're not going to be. Uh, um, to be honest, we're not going to be able to provide the the guidance you want. No, I mean I certainly. I mean, so I'm not going to say don't come to us. I'm just going to say we're not going to be able to provide the guidance you want, and the club isn't going to support that way of playing. And, you can, and, and Verizon, you can have success mm. and do well in. To- I mean, you, your previous teams have. My first won, team yeah. did very, very well. Yeah. Yes. And the current, my current girls' team are one of the top teams in Bristol. Mm. But we're. It's not. Win win. That is not the most important thing. You can get success with it by, like you said, the passion, the commitment, the effort. And you might not be a team that maybe under eights, under nines, under tens, when it doesn't matter who are top. But you might be in that top division, under 14s, under 15s, under 16s. Again, doesn't overly matter. Matters a little bit more to be up there then. Because you've got that team spirit. That Having that team spirit, that to able to work together um, is what's, you know, is what you're aiming for. And it's what you want the mentees, certainly for the, the children and what your adults. You want... Basically, you, the, in an ideal world, you start with know, 12 to 13 when you go under 7s, under 8s. You want the majority of them there at the end. Mm. Um, I mean, again, there are clubs. Certainly with the under 16 boys, there's certainly two or three in that age group that have been in the top, but win, win at all costs, who have now folded. Yes. I think I talked to you about my, my first team where, yeah, by under-16, the team who'd won the league more than anybody else didn't even make it to under-16. Yeah? Yeah, didn't even make it. So... And the second team, the second team who were there challenging, either winning it or coming runners-up, uh, they they were, I think they were close to relegation by that last year for the same reason. You know, yeah. players no longer wanted to be there. So, and yeah. you hear of coaches and stuff that, you know, again, you could go back and it's a thing of poaching and coaching or being a men, you know, mm. that they will, okay, well, ex left back, well, you're the best left back I've seen, we'll have you go there for a season, well, I'll find a better left back and, and you're at yeah. the club. Um, is that, are you mentoring that child then? No, of course you're not. Are you? So it's, it's an ethos thing, but. If somebody like that came in, I couldn't work with them, to be honest. Mm. I'd struggle. Um, so, yeah, so we're not saying don't come here, but we're saying that it'd be very hard, I think, for mentors and a mentee relationship. Yeah. Certainly within our club. They're, they're probably, they could probably get certain guidance, <coughs> but not the guidance. Not the, not the, I think they could get certain guidance off of us, but not the full, well rounded guidance yeah. that we, can, we, we tend to offer. The most people we talk to, and I'd say that, and I say we, I don't mean just you and I. I mean anyone who acts as a mentor within yeah, this club. I think that I can think of. There's, a, there's quite a few club, people a who act as mentors. Do that do yeah. a lot, and I think. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I think. And there's a lot within grassroots. I mean, even the leagues. You can argue. I I look. You know, you get advice from them. And there is a gentleman within the Bristol Girls League who 
we've had conversations over things while he's now working in Dubai, mm. as my phone bill testifies. <laughs> but he also went out of his time to call me, so I imagine his phone bill mm. was just as, you know, to give me some advice on stuff. So, but he's out in Dubai, as I said, so it's, there are, there are lots and lots of good people within, and it's an amazing... I said, I don't think... I said, there are people who I have disagreements with and who I would do th- things differently within Fry's, within other teams. But I, I respect each and every one of them. For, yeah. you, you give up X amount of time. You give... you, And generally, I cannot think of one person who's out for, for themselves. No. No, exactly. Um, so you get a certain type of person who gets involved with it because you give up your time and same and yeah I, we you, have we have had them in the past in this club I, I can when I very first go I'm going back 30 years there was a manager who who drive to Western Supermare every every Saturday and pick up four players yeah and won the league every year but yeah every Saturday drive to Western Supermare pick up four players come back drop them back afterwards yeah because they were the best four players in that area no, yeah. and won the league every year don't get me wrong every year and had the best players and in, was in committed Bristol. I suppose to go and get them but yeah yeah but yeah they won the league but um, is it, yeah is it the right yeah. but yeah is oh. it for himself or well his child his, his boy was in that team yeah and again as I said I mean it's they said you, you look at our team the under 16 boys and I think we've won one tournament Sure, one of up at least two, and we won. We definitely won a spring cup or some cup. Yeah, of course we won. The, yeah, of course we won a spring cup. Of course we did. Yeah. So, but in ten years, one of up spring cup, one a spring cup, couple of tournament, one is up as well. <coughs> but as winner and first, Bradley and Court, they wouldn't have had it any different. Mm. Um, they've enjoyed as long as they've enjoyed their time yeah. playing. And again, how it improves and because there are some for, teams who win nothing. And you know. the, hopefully, don't listen to this. But for the majority of the time going through probably Bradley was ahead of Corey I would almost argue now Corey is just as important or ahead of Bradley in a lot of ways um, I mean Corey as manager I'm not going to respond to that <laughs> as Corey 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 is probably nine games out of ten the smallest child on the pitch he's the Certainly the lightest, um, but he's also probably the bravest. He will always go up for it. I mean, how many headers does that boy win mm. in the penalty box when there's a child twice the size of him? Because he doesn't back away, um, and he gives 100%. But that's something he's learned from football. Mm. If that wasn't for football yourself and everybody else and his teammates... He wouldn't have that now. Mm. He now has that self-belief in himself. Doesn't matter how big. And again, in life, it doesn't matter how who you're up against, how big, how tall, or how strong. You if it. you give 100%, or you, and he gives, every time he walks out on that pitch, 100%. And not, and I don't, and if other parents have committed, and you know, and everybody knows with Corey, well, no matter what, he will give you 100%. I'm not saying Bradley doesn't, because Bradley does as well. But, no matter what, he's out there. Mm. 
And again, this thing of he will give, not only will he give that, but he's there week in, week out. He doesn't miss training sessions, doesn't. And that's what you're trying to install in all as, of as them. You, yeah, in all the children, as you sort of mentor them and guide them in life, <coughs> that's exactly the sort of thing you're trying to sort of instill in them, isn't it? Yeah. That commitment. Yeah, so as you guide them, yeah, and you hope that all of them take that on board. I know you said it's not only said that there are others I can think of. Well, do you know what? I'm sorry, I was going to sorry to interrupt, mm. but yeah, this is my next point actually. The mentor provides psychosocial support, which includes role modeling, which is mm-hmm. exactly that thing, emotional support, active listening, which I think we do, and also career support towards both goals and aspirations. And, you know, and, and all those things, that, I think you, that last little anecdote with regards to Corey, I think covers quite a few of those. Yeah. It's exactly that. You know, towards it, his, his goals, his career, all those things go towards his, deve- his yeah. development. That, that, that last statement about the mentor provides, I think covers a lot of that with, with what I you mean, just said about Corey. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, we've said, I think we've said with Corey, we've mentioned, obviously with his autism and stuff like that, that we, I thought he'd be giving up football by the time he was twelve years old, and he's now. I said earlier, he's now part. As long as he does his grades, he's good, so you're gonna to have to study Corey. Make sure you <laughs> keep doing that. He has been accepted for the Robins um, College Academy. Brilliant. And so well, he's not gonna be playing for Bristol, but he will be playing for a, a representative Bristol City team next year. Which is brilliant. Yeah, as long as he studies. Yeah, as Corey, long- you got to study, <laughs> and you, Bradley. Yeah. And so for them to have the Bristol City shirt on next year, which they all being well will be, that'll give him such a boost. And and again for them and what they're doing in life, it'll keep them on a hopefully a, a good path. They won't go down, drink drugs and all. Yeah. And, and again, I think that sort of thing is that you're making sure they don't go down the wrong path. Yes, is a big part of what we do. Yes. Um, and so hopefully, call you know, they'll be doing that. But that's so that's something I think for yourself as Corey's mentor. The last that's a, you've been a huge part in him and Bradley getting to that point next year that they will be, you know, mm. they they're not at a standard that they'll get to Bristol City's first team or the academy or stuff like that. But they will also, but they've got you know they'll be putting on a Bristol City shirt next year. Yeah. That's who they'll be playing for. So that's something, and and again, you look at mentors and men, and and it doesn't have to necessarily be the coach. A, a good example is one of your players from probably your last team. I assume is is Theo Linden. Mm. Got man of the uh, man of the match at Melksham. Played for Bristol Rovers Academy again. Is in his last year there. Is is as close to being a Bristol Rovers signing for them next year. But he is a lovely lad as well. Yes. He's grounded. He shows respect to everybody. He talks to people in the right way. He's polite, kind. Mm. Will do anything for anybody. And so, somebody like Theo is a lovely role model. Yeah. I mean, he's got to a stage of being, you know, as close to a professional footballer. Hopefully, he gets that in the next twelve to eighteen months. But what a lovely role model. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, he, he will be a, an amazing mentor to a lot of people going forward. Yes. But he's learned that. He started off, obviously, with yourself. Mm. Yeah, 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 unfortunately, he had to leave because they, they moved houses by the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, sorry, Jane, I'm going to blame you for that one. Um, okay, so moving into sort of the final stages, we'll talk about our own experiences. Um, people who've mentored us. Um, I know I say like myself with you, but yeah. you've, you've had other. I, I was, my first early years, there were two, two very key people. Um, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Sherwood, who I think played for Bristol Rovers or was involved in Bristol Rovers back in the old days, and a guy called Mark Little, who's uh, well-known around Caitsham. My first year especially, without their advice and guidance in running the team, I wouldn't be where I am now. It was those early, that very first year, I didn't know anything what I was doing. I was just turning up saying, OK, boys, are we going to run around here and do this? And they very quickly sort of saw that I was struggling, came along and said, we can help, we can advise. And not just, they didn't take over, but very much say, try this, try that, try this. And that was very, very helpful. Um, also in that first team, I had a guy called Dave Kavanagh. His boy played almost, uh, he joined the next year. And his boy was like, not the regular sub. He was either starting and coming off or starting a sub and coming on. But he was good enough because, like I said, we were in the first division. We we, we um, got two cup, county cup final and league cup final in our final year. So we really was a good team. But it was his knowledge of football that I very much turned to when we were chatting afterwards. And he would give me a lot of, gu- a lot of advice and talk to that I'd listen to. And I really did a, 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 a appreciate that. And then... Um, finally, a guy called Dave Gooding, who was manager, and, and twice I've run through teams, and twice he's been the manager above me. So as I've run through, he was the year above, then I ran through again, and he was the year above. And just, we both ran through at the same time, because my very first team, his son was in my team, but then I stayed down a year, and then he took on that team. Um, but it was, I think, the mentor mentee relation with myself and Dave went both ways. Yeah. We give each other advice and take each other advice, and those I think those four were very key in my sort of learning stages of of being a manager. What about you? I mean, I Obviously know you've mentioned yourself. myself, but I, I mean, you argue you, James as well. Uh, James definitely, and then I, you could also look at I look at Bernie as I've learned a lot off of Bernie, Mark Yeoman. So all these people who've got the experiences, and now it's a case of I look at. I learn a lot. Again, it's been a mutual respect, but you learn a lot. I learn a lot from Ben at Red Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, I said Scott at Bristol Rovers. Stuart Almondsby, I've learned an awful lot from, and I could always go to Stu for advice as well. And any of those, so you have that relationship outside the club that is, is generally people who I respect who want to go for advice. So yeah, James. But again, and the, I speak to. Like I said, the two gentlemen who are now helping with the under-10s, but I'll go to them for advice if I want it, and they'll give it. For them, not that for them, maybe their experience that they've got with coaching a, a team, but in life as mm. well, and what they've seen, and generally. And then you can look at uh, Grano here as well, because again, as you get into older, say somebody like yeah, and Wits, yeah. I learn an awful lot from them, because they've got more experience and with, playing. say, the adults team and the yes, playing as yes. they get older. So with Bradley and Corey and stuff like that, <coughs> I take more of a backward step to say Wits and Dave because they've had more experience, more relevant, close experience of playing 11 aside towards adult football. And certainly I, I haven't been out 
able to play football for 30 years now. Mm. So my thing of playing certainly 11 v 11 is 30 years old. Yes. And I only played it for two or three years before I got injured. So I I tried to get it from, like I said, mental mentee, but from all, anybody really who's got the experience. And I will listen to... And like you said, you, you can take bits off. Right, okay, that I get that. Mm. I'll, right, I'll do that. And bang, bang, bang. You don't have to agree with all of it. I, I mean, James is a James is per, a perfect example. He's got great experience, great knowledge, and everything like that. He has this thing, and I still struggle with it now. Is that the children have to play in different positions, and he plays everybody. I've done it with some. Mm. I, I cannot do it with a. If I've got a, I I struggle with say and with say a girl who wants to play in defence. He tries to move her from defence. She's almost in tears. And and James says, no, you've got to persist and you've got to do it. I can't. Mm. I just, I respect, I just can't do it. Um, because I just can't. Yeah, I think that's, that's unfortunate because you didn't do it early because we, we are already doing that. We are, you know, if you look, we're actually keeping records almost of, okay, who's going in goal? Who's going in defence? Who's going in midfield? So we're moving our players around. This is under eight. Yeah. The under eight girls are moving around during the game. Only, but we're not doing it for the game. Because our games are either our uh, twenty minute halves. We're doing sort of ten minute quarters. Yeah. Just to giving them so that nobody's getting <coughs> used to a position. But they're getting. No one can say this is my position. But they're yeah, also just we, getting that experience. I mean, and it's did, all. It's, ours are just all friendlies. Yeah. It's like okay, go ten minutes here, and then in, in the training routines on a on a Saturday morning, it's. It's all a, it's all about a defending routine or an attacking routine. So they're all getting yeah. the same coaching as well. I mean, we did it, but that's part of his mentoring to you, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and and but the good thing is you're you're struggling with it, but you've taken it on board. We are, and there's one player we played striker, who's now one of our better defenders, if not our best defender. Mm. So we do, so the, the, we do it with some. We don't do it with because. And for and again, it's this thing. Unfortunately, with it's getting that balance right. I don't mind losing games, but I don't want them to get stuffed. Yes. Um, and we're now unfortunately because we're the we were or still are one of the best teams around. That when we come against a team, they would love to beat us twelve nil, and virtually every team would love to beat us twelve nil. Yeah. And if we did. All these changes, we would lose twelve nil. Yeah, and if I did that for five or six weeks, how many girls would not turn up? Mm. So it is getting that balance right of, well, yeah, I'm not going to play this girl as our striker or this girl as our defender. Because if we do keep doing that and forever, we will lose, maybe, for two or three months, ten nil because they they wouldn't let up on us. Mm. So I've got to get that balance, in my mind, get that balance right of, well, I don't mind losing 4-2 because uh, we're doing a little bit, but I cannot do that wholesale change. Yeah. And I get where, say, Jane or people say, well, if you do it eventually, you'll go the other way. Mm. But how many of those girls will stick with us? Yeah, I understand that. And that's, that's right, okay, well, we've been... Well, that's your, that's for you as the mentee, 
to take on board his his views and say, okay, yep, I've taken your views on board. This is how I'm doing it. As the mentee, I'm putting it with my sort of turn, twist on it. That uh, twist is the wrong word in that sense, but but, you know, I've got to be considerate of the girl's. I hesitate to do a mental state, but. Thought processes, yeah. that's, that's a better word. The, the girls' thought processes is that after three or four absolute tankings, some of them are going to say, I'm not coming this week because I don't want to go for that yeah. again. I don't mind playing that position, but not if we're going to get absolutely annihilated. So yeah, as, as the manager, you've taken the mentor's advice, but you've also got to consider the, the bigger pitch. You've got to have that holistic approach, haven't you? Yeah. So absolutely. Um, all right, finally, we'll go look at People you've mentored, and, I, and again, I'll, I'll, from my point of view, I'll be honest, formally, no one, I don't think, but generally, I, I've, I've, I did the TOTS for a number of years, so the number of managers who then took on teams after me, um, I've been the, the welfare officer at the club for a number of years as well, so many, many managers come to me for advice Especially, again, it's the younger ones. Not Once they've been here four or five years, that, that barely stopped. But as a, as a person on, on the committee, a senior person on the committee, many managers will talk to me and I'll, I'll offer that advice and guidance. Um, within my own team now, the girls, I think there's probably three who I offer specific advice to. Um, Marios knows quite a lot and I'll just give him some guidance. But certainly Simon and Rachel... Um, I'm almost I haven't sort of set up a formal relationship with them but like for instance on Saturday I stood with Rachel and was saying okay this is why I've done this and then I'll I'll talk to I talked to some of the players and then I was saying okay okay so can you see a pass can you do this and then I explained to Rachel why I'd done that and she was like yeah yeah totally see that and then we we made a change I said okay this is why I've done this so actually deliberately standing so it, it was it wasn't mentoring in the sense of um, asking her to find solutions, but it was it was that guidance as in this is why I've done that, so that you can now because she sorry for listeners she also is involved in another team, she can then take the guidance of watching me doing my team, which she also does support on, but then go to her team yeah. and go okay I've seen that how can I do it with the team that she actually does Coaches, run yeah. and then with Simon exactly the same with Simon I work with Rachel on Saturday so I'll probably work with Simon at the next game and sit and stand and talk to him and say okay here's what I suggest I, I, I saw you in action on the last game this is how I would perhaps do this just so you're aware of this this and this and we'll have again we'll have that conversation and he might not take it on board he might do but those are the two yeah. that I would suggest currently that I'm, I'm mentoring Again, none of these are... I don't think I've ever had a formal mentor-mentee relationship. Mm. But, I mean, in terms of who you think you're mentoring, who have you mentored in a... <laughs> or have you, have, have you mentored generally? I, I know you have. Because we discussed it at the very start. Yeah. The girls come back to it. And are you currently, do you think, mentoring at the moment? I would currently mentoring at the moment... Yeah, because we've got the new under-10 girls team. Mm-hmm. So there's Paul, Mike and... Rachel's involved with that as well. So those three. Um, Again, Rich and Tom, part of the... But they're pretty much there now. Um, But again, being head of the girls, I mean, I still think I mentor my... Yeah, I ate it, my younger brother, Adam. Yes. Um, He asked me questions at least once, twice, 
a week. We'll, we'll say a week, Adam, just, you know, we won't say it's freaking hourly, will we? Um, <laughs> but, but Adam, again, again, I think will be an amazing man, and I'm sure he's mentoring people. So I think actually you've yeah. got that, I'm helping Adam, and Adam's helping X, Y, Z people. Yes, because they've got, a, they've got they, they're the juniors, yeah. and he, they've also got the Wanderers, but, and yeah, they've created so he, I'm sure he's mentoring He, he must be doing that, that and yes. he, he's doing an amazing job. Um, and again, like I said, the under eleven girls, and now they've got granted there the new Wanderers manager. Paul is from, uh, he's got experience from managing another team. Um, and I think you're you're advising the under seven girls, James. Yeah, and, and James I, I will actually and Paul. Go in, I've also given James advice and guidance as well. So I think between <coughs> us, between us, we're actually advising yeah, the under get, seven girls. We're getting there with. Because we both got sort of inv- a kind of involvement in there because it's a, you 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 train them as, as well as James yeah. and then I train next to them so we're kind of all and, there together and again, in that it'll sense. Be part of it and how the circle you know you go full circle again probably the under sixes under seven yeah but under sixes now we we'll say they're under sixes girls they're not an mm. official team will be Adam mm. and will be I'm. Sh- Pretty ninety nine percent sure we'll be assisted by Bradley and Corey. That'd be quite nice. Yeah. And so that that again that circle. In fact, Bradley and Corey will probably end up being the managers of that team. Part of again their Bristol with, with City with Adam guiding them. With Adam guiding them because Adam's daughter, youngest well, daughter, will with play. Adam and yourself and possibly yeah. even and possibly some input from myself just yeah. purely because I'm there. And so that is that then that full circle of bent all the way through, and that's how it should work. And you know you've got. I no doubt we'll try and get Emmy involved with it as well, depending on where she goes. So yeah, there's all. Actually, that's a, that's a good point. Sorry to interrupt there. We've all talked about lots of uh, lots of men, lots of boys. I know we said about Rachel, but it actually would be quite nice to get Emmy involved in terms of yeah. in terms of mentoring some of the younger girls from that point of view. And I think again, be quite and nice. again, so we've got you... some girls who help out with the training, so it'd be quite nice if a few of yeah. them got involved. As they get older, that'll be the plan. I as, think, but as also as not just as coaches, but as mentors yeah. to the younger girls. So it's not just about coaching, and but it's giving them more advice and guidance of a, of a wider of a wider aspect. Yeah, from wild well, on a wildcat session, we have up to six or seven of the older girls who you know Phoebe, Lexi, Immy, Pearl, Harriet, mm. Tabitha. Yeah, Harriet came to our game on on Sunday and was there warming up my girls and was giving them some advice and guidance. So that's that's nice. And so that that's the way we again you you're looking for is to to encourage, and again it's that being part of that community. So we've got the Christmas disco in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, majority will turn up for the girls and but so the younger girls will know, virtually girls all the way up. Mm. We've also we also are big ones of Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, um, that um, is part of that, so we're doing that as well. So, again, for the mentor, and it, it all helps. So, it's, yeah, it's all good. Brilliant. Okay, um, I think we've come to the end of our discussion on mentoring. Unless you've got anything else you'd like to add, or anything else you can. No, yeah. and again, I don't. I think for being a mentor, you don't necessarily have to be a coach. Is what I would say. If mm. there's any. Certainly, if there's anybody listening from Fries, a female, the more females we could get is fantastic because there'll be more. As the girls generally within the club are getting older, the more women they can speak to and stuff, mm. I think is highly important. Yeah. 
it's well, it is well worth doing it because yeah. you, you, a word, five minutes of your time, could change somebody's life. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I said. I think the most. I think the most important is is like offering your your. Yeah, you're, I think it's more like I said. It's it's offering your experience and your your like your life experience, your guidance. Just sort of generally, whether whether the mentee chooses to take that on board, That's it up is to up them. to them. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 being there and it's it's communicating and trying to tease out. It's trying to get them to tease out their own solutions. That's the key point, yeah. isn't it? However you offer it, whatever advice and guidance you offer, it's it's, it's so that they, the mentee, can get, get their get solution. Out. So that they um, and through it they learn and develop themselves. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, Mark. Thank you very much. Well, thank, really, you, really, thank you. Thank you. Enjoyed everybody. that solution. Yeah. Thank you all. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll be back soon. So for me, that's all for me, Andy Glover, and for me, yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye, and uh, we'll listen back for us next time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget, you can email us your questions, comments, random thoughts. Anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Fry Club JFC, on Facebook, which is Fry Club Junior FC, and the club website, which is www.fryclubjfc.co.uk. You can type out a review on Apple Podcasts, and if you like us, then please give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production produced and edited by Andy Glover. <laughs>